a skinny girl in a black lace bra and cutoffs pointed toward the stairs. Up there, she said. When we got to the second floor hall, it was empty. The only light was a single electric hurricane lamp on a glossy antique table near the stairs. There were equestrian portraits on the walls and a long, oriental runner that ended in front of a closed double door at the back of the house. Even from here, I could make out more music thumping on the other side. Old school this time, talking heads burning down the house. I could hear laughing, too, and two different men's voices. That's it, sweetheart. A little closer. Now pull down her panties. Yeah, that's what you call money in the bank right there. Samson gave me a look like he wanted to either puke or kill someone. Police, we're coming in. Samson's voice boomed over everything else. He gave one hard pound on the paneled mahogany door, his own version of knock and announce, and then threw it open. Elijah Cream was standing just inside, looking every bit as pulled together as the pictures I'd seen of him. Slicked back blonde hair, square cleft chin, perfect veneers. He and Bergman were fully dressed. The other three, not so much. Bergman had an iPhone held up in front of him, taking a video of the freaky little menage a trois they had staged there on the king-size sleigh bed. One girl was laid out flat. Her bra was open at the front, and her bright pink thong was down around her ankles. She was also wearing a clear breathing mask of some kind, tethered to a tall gray metal tank at the side of the bed. The boy on top of her was butt naked, except for the black blindfold around his eyes while the other girl stood over him with a small digital camera, shooting more video from another angle. What the hell is this? Cream said. My question exactly. Nobody move. Listen to me, Cream said evenly, looking me in the eye. As far as I could tell, he was the ringleader here. Do you see that briefcase in the corner? Elijah, what are you doing? Bergman asked, but Cream didn't respond. He was still watching me like we were the only two in the room. There's an envelope with $30,000 in that case, he said. Then he looked pointedly from a brown leather satchel on the antique setback cabinet over to one of the three windows at the back of the bedroom. The fringed shades were all drawn, but it was pretty clear to me what he was going for. How much time do you think $30,000 is worth? You don't seem like the climb out the window type, Cream. Ordinarily, no. But if you know who I am, then you know I've got quite a bit at stake here. A family, a medical practice. Six and a half million in revenue last year alone, according to our records. And then there's my reputation, of course, which in this town is priceless. So what do you say, detective? Do we have a deal? I think my partner put it best. What was it you said, John? Something like, screw you, Samson said. How old are these kids, Cream? For the first time, Dr. Cream's superior affect seemed to crack right down the middle. His silly grin dropped away, and the eyes started moving faster. Please, there's more cash where that came from, a lot more. I'm sure we can work something out. But I was already done with this guy. You have the right to remain silent. I don't want to beg. Then don't. Anything you say can and will be used against you.
For Christ's sake, you're going to ruin me. Do you understand that? No, Dr. Cream, I said as I turned him around and put the cuffs on. You've already done that to yourself.